Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. For more information and to donate online, go to 3cr.org.au. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Hi, I'm Kim Salmon. I'd like to have a quick word about uh, public radio, particularly 3CR. The thing about public radio is that it's more open than the more formatted types of radio to what's going on around it. So when you listen to it, you're more likely to hear a reflection of real life. And 3CR being in the heart of Smith Street, Collingwood, is a particularly good example of what I'm talking about. If you'd like to uh, subscribe... The number is 94198377. You've been listening to the same. You could never understand. Feel the fortune flow. To ride or not to ride, that is the question. Whether tis noble to ensure, ensure the fashion or in bifurcated garment clad, to face the street boy's jeers and jibes and ride a bike to Longreach. To learn the fad, what's more, and by a fall one's apt to get a headache and a great and beastly bumps. The hard ground gives you an experience distinctly be, to be feared, to learn to fall. To fall, perchance be hurt. Ah, there's the rub. For from that fall to earth what hurts do come, when one is pitched head foremost off the wheel, on to the stones. There is the prospect. Life is too short for such calamities. For who would brave the bruises and the scars, the doctor's bill, the parents contumely? The faithful pangs of long novitiate, the, in, the insolence of passers-by, the turns the impatient cycle un, unexpected makes. When one at home can darn one brother's socks with woolen worsted, who would bloomers wear to fume and sweat upon pneumatic tyres but the dread of being out of fashion? That, under, that undiscovered thing all women seek but never find freezes the conscious and makes us cast the skirts we've worn so long and fly to garments that we wot not of. Thus cycling makes new women of us all and that and thus the natural blush of bashfulness is conquered in the private riding school. Sunny winter's morning here in Melbourne. You're listening to the Yarrabunk Radio Show. 
Many thanks to Amy Goodman and Democracy Now! And welcome to a show that we hope will take us back to another century and another time. In case you don't ring up and... um, Please don't ring up 3CR and slam my bad Shakespearean moment. I really have not been a long time since I've dipped into iambic pentameter. Did very well on very short notice, Val. And good morning, Faith. Good morning, Val. I like that. Perchance to fall. <laughs> Spontaneous uh, Shakespeare recitation is uh, admirable, very admirable. You clearly know the original very well. Uh, but no, <laughs> I was uh, yes. Let's get off that. It is that's a lovely, wonderful voicing of a dilemma that I could have imagined. When was that? Do you even know when was that? Where did that come from, Faith? We should go this first. Um, the Lady Cyclist Soliloquy, uh, an up-to-date Shakespeare. This was published in 1897. In a Queensland paper, and hence the reference to Longreach, um, I'm, I'm not positive the author is local to that. It, 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 I haven't been able to trace it all yet, but the, um, it was the habit at the time to republish stuff from other papers overseas and locally frequently. Yep. Everyone did that, sometimes referring to the original, often not. And, you know, you might even insert Longreach for your readers. So um have to do a bit more research into that, but um, a very uh, – quite a, a good uh, adaptation captured the main issues for lady cyclists of the time and uh, kept the rhythm very nicely. And the It's interesting that actually it's in a lot of um, – I'm not sure if uh, – I'm remembering a couple of incidents. There was a competition once to turn um, Edgar Allan Poe's poem, The Raven, into a story about bikes. Yes. I yes. can't remember any <laughs> of them. But, 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 <laughs> um, uh, what a week. What a week. Big week. Big week. For... Yep. Coming towards the end of uh, July. We're soon kicking into... The last month of August. Yep, and it's, spring started two weeks ago. Yes, and um, uh, 10 days of um, daylight now. I think we've gone over the 10-hour mm-hmm. bump. Yep. Um, the daffodils and jonquils in Fitzroy Garden yep. are just starting to poke their heads through the undergrowth of the Elms. So very good, and plenty of people out on their bikes. Yes. Yes. Yep. Uh, a bike moment? A bike, oh, a bike moment. Um, <laughs> I think the the bike moment for me this morning, um, fairly prosaic one, but um, I I have to say, riding here this morning, someone in the city of Yarra has redone the paintwork on the roads, and it was glaringly. <laughs> I thought I need sunglasses to ride down uh, um, Napier Street and and. The yeah, other yeah, one between yeah, yeah. Edinburgh Gardens and, uh, yeah, Alexandra Parade. Well, we're sharing a bike moment here. <laughs> I've got to say, after, I mean, how long has it been going on? From the top of Edinburgh Gardens all the way up Napier Street, the uh, main water. Thing. Yeah. But, yes, it's a long wait and everybody was a little bit inconvenienced. But now as I head down Napier Street, there's a 
brand new laid hot mix on the ground. Yes, yes. The, yes. the light, the whites are very white, but you can it's hardly smooth. hear anything. Yeah, yeah. And they did that alongside uh, Fitzroy Gardens as well. So it's all hot ah, mix along all the, way. The, all, uh, the west side <laughs> of that as well. And they're just doing redoing the path alongside, uh, heading west alongside Fitzroy Gardens along Albert Street. So they're chewing it up and they're yep. ready to put new asphalt down there. Good things hey, come to those who wait. Who says we don't spend money on it? Infrastructure. <laughs> <laughs> and the other thing, just talking about um, uh, bike lanes, I would think probably by the end of this week or maybe next week, the, the extension of the Wellington Street uh, separated lanes will be finished. Looks quite good. Starts at Johnson Street now and will run all the way back to Victoria Parade. Both sides. And a fairly biggish, uh, big uh, bicycle way. Yep. And fairly well concrete. Yep. Um, none of the um, sticking up poles cars can drive over as far as getting into the bike lane. Yeah. So it's um, and and sorely needed there. Like it's it's you know a well used yeah, route yeah. and um, you know a lot of uh, taxis making use of the bike lanes in the evenings to park. So. Oh, this is the left turn lane. I was like, <laughs> yeah, of course, brother, get into it. Look, I'm, I know this is going back a long way, and um, uh, this. Uh, the pathway in Wellington Street was always her prime objective of the Ara Council, the uh, Bicycle Advisory yep. Committee and the infrastructure thing. And part of the beginning was when they did a survey between Napier Street and uh, Wellington Parade, they found there was quite a distinct uh, preference for uh, fem- women to ride Napier Street and men to ride Wellington Street. I've changed my route home in the last couple of months and now ride that bit from near the uh, one of those hotels there mm-hmm. all the way down to the other end. And I know this is just me looking at things, you know, but I, I look at that now and I see nearly a 50-50 split of people yep. at the lights. It's actually done, it's changed yep. a sort of, from just an antidotal look at it, it's actually changed that bit, yeah, uh, which is great. Which means I have the hot mix in Napier Street all to myself. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now, another news: that prostate-pounding peloton is finally parked in Paris, <laughs> and we dips our lids. Yep, the youngest winner since the end, since the start of the race um, after World War Two. Ergen Bernal, the first Colombian to win the Tour de France. And I might say there are three Colombians in the top ten. He's also a white jersey winner as well. Yep. I think had a bit of... Um, um, it was a great tour. It was a, a really fun tour to watch, I think, without um, any single team dominating. Um, Ineos may have ended up with two on the podiums, but they didn't control the race the way yeah. they uh, had in previous years. And, um, yeah, it was a lot of uh, – it was a, a shame the last two mountain stages yeah. didn't get to ride the full stages, but it was also, you know, part of the ongoing excitement of that tour. Yeah. It was, uh, yeah, yeah. I must admit I was wishing – and hoping that a Frenchman had win it. Mm. 
uh, yeah. you know, it would have just been so lovely. And it was awful to see uh, Pino yeah. with um, the thigh problem having to pull out the way he did. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it was a, a, a wild ride and uh, everyone enjoyed it. It was... And it hasn't been the roller derby that it's been in the last couple of years. You know, yeah. If you go back over the years, yeah, there were falls, but this is um, a much safer, it seemed to be yeah. a much safer tour than the ones that had come before. It was very enjoyable. Well done, everyone. everyone. Also in news, local news, a bit more local, um, City of Port Phillip have released a master pl- draft master plan for the Domain Precinct. So um, there's going to be a lot of change to the Domain Precinct due to a couple of large projects, including the construction of Anzac Station as part of the Metro Tunnel Project. So these are an opportunity to um, make sure that as the streetscapes are put back in place that they're done so reflecting what people who use those spaces need and want. Um, So the draft master plan does include on some areas provision for different types of bicycle lanes. Yeah. So if you do um, use any of those areas or think you might do it, especially, you know, think about it if you're someone who needs to connect to St Kilda Road's bike lanes in the future. We're talking about the whole, to the end of the shrine or further on? Um, I don't have the map with the exact area, Uh, but we're talking about connections also down through South Melbourne and that. Um, So the master plan includes provision for possibly separated lanes or possibly just painted lanes. So, yeah, if you're someone who is going to be using any areas of that or uh, does currently do so, you've got until the 14th of August to jump online and uh, have your say on the Domain Precinct Master Plan. You'll find it by Googling City of Port Phillip Domain Precinct Master Plan and, of course, we'll put a link up too with the podcast. And I think... um I think anybody who's ridden through the city recently realises that a lot of the streets are... Flinders Street's getting closed. Yeah. Yep. So there are a lot of changes around those uh, infrastructure projects. And and there's a lot um, of routes that have been affected. You know, Grattan Street, Queensbury Street, um, La Trobe, and sometimes the provision for cyclists when their routes are affected are not brilliant. They they certainly don't provide the same level of safety or access. So it's always a good idea to jump online and let the relevant um, council know if you're not finding it. Uh, If you're not able to keep up your regular commute or your family isn't because of those changes, then yeah, well worth flagging that. Tis. We're going to have a quick break. We'll be back with a bit more history. (laughs) Three Songs for 3CR on August 3rd brings solos, duos, trios and five choirs to raise funds for Music Sans Frontières. The Oratory, Abbotsford Convent, 7.30pm, Saturday, August 3rd. Tickets at the door or go to 
www.boite.com.au. The Boite is a 3CR supporter. And you're back listening to the Yarrabug Radio Show on 3CR with Val and myself, Faith. Um, so Val introduced the show with a, a lady's soliloquy, an ad- adaptation of a well-known uh, Shakespearean um, verse. <laughs> and the reason I, uh, I discovered that soliloquy is that um, I had come across an article written in 1896 by a Melbourne woman on um, Shakespeare on cycling. So this woman was one of Melbourne's early cyclists. She was a tricyclist um, well before the 1890s and um, well-educated and and clearly one evening with no Netflix or – other activities, she's uh, <laughs> yes, she's sat down and uh, entertained herself after noticing um, the verse in which uh, it seems that Shakespeare has uh, prophesied or foretold the advent of cycling. So she's uh, written an article about some of those, and then uh, I also found that in the 1930s, someone came up with some additional ones. So I thought we might just uh, take a look at some of these. Yes. Um. She starts off by saying, Did the prophetic soul of Shakespeare, the myriad-minded, anticipate the day of a world on wheels? It would seem so. The prophecy of Lear's fool ends with this couplet. There comes the time, who lives to see it, that going shall be used with feet. Which um, she admits some prosaic individual may object that man's natural mode of progression is on foot, but such a person quite misses the point. Going is the emphatic word of the couplet, and the amount of go in a cyclist is wonderful (laughs) when compared with the pace of an ordinary or even an extraordinary pedestrian. So that's a fairly sound argument, I feel. It is. (laughs) Strange to see it pop up in the story about fathers and daughters, but let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I think uh, this same fool, also in King Lear, follows up with um, some advice that struck me. We we saw this quite a lot during the Tour de France recently. Um, in Act 2, let go thy hold when a great wheel runs down a hill lest it should break thy neck with following it. But the great one that goes up the hill, let him draw thee after. So, and it's, uh, I think uh, the resonance for a cyclist in the 1890s, because reading so much about people riding then, what the challenge, they talk about hills a lot, but the challenge is not getting up them. Right. It's how on a fixed gear bicycle with no brakes you safely get down them. Yeah, yeah. So, right. yeah. So the let go they hold when a great wheel runs down a hill. Yep, take the brakes off, just ride it down the hill. Just ride it down. Um, if you and then the assumption that actually we should dip our lids to the climbers. Yeah. Yes. Yep. yep. And jump on the wheel. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> 
She does say the latter part of this council is sometimes followed by lady cyclists who get their attendant swains to draw them uphill. There we go. Yes. I met a couple of attendant swains. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would mention one of the famous lady cyclists of the 1890s was uh, famous for pacing her husband up um, pretty Sally. Ah. So it wasn't always uh, no, no, the ladies no, following. No. Yeah. 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 Um, Othello. Othello uh, is described by Rodrigo, an extravagant and wheeling stranger of here and everywhere, which she takes to mean clearly shows him to have been well known as a rider of the wheel and in the habit of making frequent and extensive tours all around the country. In a clockwise or anti-clockwise direction. <laughs> Extravagant might. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, pneumatic tyres or tyres yes. get quite the mention in Shakespeare. Uh. Margaret in Much Ado says, I like the new tyre excellently. There we go. Yes. Yeah. Um, in the 1890s... Uh, our author points out that the spelling, of course, is antiquated, but we would say that Shakespeare was using American spelling. Yes. 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 So uh, that's, um, there's quite a few tyre references. Ah, uh, yes, of course. The yeah. ship tyre, the tyre valiant, or yeah. any other tyre of the Venetian admittance. Ooh. So maybe bicycles, she suggests, preceded gondolas in Venice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or a nice Italian bike. Yes. Yeah. Um, Shakespeare's sonnet 51 There can be no horse with my desire to keep pace which uh, she takes as proof that Shakespeare's favourite bicycle was called Desire There we go <laughs> Not the postmodern <laughs> I once came across a lady step through who's it was called the postmodern bicycle, ah. which I, must admit, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't get. <laughs> Be, yeah, should you ride that bicycle or not? Well, no, it was just a normal bicycle. It was, you know, not much different it from. Appears to be. Sorry, yes, not much different from a Humphrey Bogart or a uh, <laughs> who is Humphrey Bogart's wife, whom uh, uh, Malvern Star had bikes named after. I've forgotten the name now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So the boys' one was Sir Humphrey Bogart. Lauren was Bacall. Lauren Bacall was the step through. Yeah. Yep. Uh-uh. Uh, I'm just – yeah. So the other um, – a frequent point of discussion at, in the period was that the bicycles were cheaper to run than a horse. Horse, yep. Yeah. Economy in the maintenance of the horse that never yet would tire, which is – Oh, Yes. Um, also, is also alluded to in the words, give it nothing, I pray you, for it is not worth the feeding. That's from Anthony and Cleopatra. Uh, what was the first part of that? Economy in the maintenance of the, the horse that never yet would tire. Perfect. Right. So that's from... Anthony and Cleopatra, is it? The second one was, that first yeah. one is from M.N. Uh, so we can ponder that. Uh, not um, um, summer's drone. Anyway. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. 
Um, Titus Andronicus Ooh. would not have any of the cheap and showy machines of the day, insisting on a bicycle framed of the cyclops size but metal marker steel to the very back. You don't have to twist that much, do you? No. It's all about perception. Here. It's, it's, it's <laughs> where you're coming from. Yeah, if you, yeah, yeah, if yeah. you have uh, already assumed we're talking about bicycles, it's very go. clear. I know. And look, I've got to tell you, he even predicted bikepacking. Uh-huh. Richard III, now is the winter of our oh, discount tents. <laughs> Actually used by Ray's camping, but let's move on. <laughs> well, I it did occur to me that framed of the cyclops size, but metal marker steel to the very back. I, I see farming. that, or, or emblazoned across the commuter cycles uh, bike packing yes. <laughs> mezzanine. <laughs> um, and we also have. Yeah, much discussion yep. about gears in Shakespeare. Uh, yes, yeah, the things you never knew. No, no, um, no. The gear of their machines formed a frequent subject of discussion among Shakespeare's characters, just as it does amongst ourselves. But they did not mention the number of their gears, the size. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Therefore, we're at a loss to know how high they went. Antonio, the merchant of Venice, said, I'll grow a talker for this gear, apparently declaring his intention to advocate that of his own mount in preference to that of any other. (laughs) In the same play, Lancelot remarks, she's a good wench for this gear, by which he probably meant that his best girl could manage her machine at the gear then under discussion but might not get on as well if it were raised. (laughs) Just part of your postdoctorate work. <laughs> it's a pity he did not mention the number. It would have been conclusive evidence. Richard, the Duke of York, finding his bicycle unsatisfactory, exclaimed, I will remedy this gear ere long in Henry the Sixth. King Henry the Sixth and the good Duke Humphrey practised cycling in the Abbey at Bury in the presence of Margaret of Anjou. Cardinal Beaufort and others. The king had the first try, and the queen said to him, Should you fall, he is the next will mount. Whether the king did fall or not on that occasion, history relateth not. If he did, and if Humphrey was more successful in his attempts at mounting the will, Queen Margaret's increased dislike for the poor duke could be easily accounted for. There are two numbers about bicycles, N plus one, S minus one. (laughs) I think he's talking about S minus one there, isn't he? Margaret's had enough. (laughs) I'm I'm trying to think. Of course, the other one, I'm trying to remember, my kingdom, my kingdom for a horse. horse. (laughs) For the lack of a name, I lost a shoe. For loss of a shoe, I lose a horse. I lose a horse, I lose a kingdom. (laughs) Well, there's a couple more. Someone in the 1930s discovered a couple more. Um, in Hamlet, break all the spokes and fellies from her wheel. Uh, of Caesar, seek your honour with your safety. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> from Cleopatra. Yeah, yeah. Hark now, I hear them ding dong. 
in, <laughs> the, in the tempest. They're back in fashion, ding-dong girls. <laughs> Attend me while I wheel in Trollis and Cressida. Um, comedy of errors, a chain, a chain, do you not hear it? What the chain, no, no, the bell. Yes, the bell, it tolls for thee. <laughs> and held me in chase that I was forced to wheel. Oh, I'm going to laugh too much. Yeah. <laughs> How you going? <laughs> so just quickly, coming up on uh, Friday, we have the Return Cyclist League, a party at Curve with uh, special guests returning from some magnificent rides, um, including... Abdullah Zanib, who's completed the Trans Am, Nick Scaraju, the Tour Divide, Kate Fowler, who we had here talking about the Transatlantic Way, Ross Burridge, the Tour Divide, and Mitchell Luke, the Trans Pyrenees. So there'll be a brief Q&A with the riders before the general hoedown begins. BYI, moonshine, and other refreshments. What day is that on? That is on this coming Friday, August the 2nd at Curve Cycling. There we go. And also coming up in a couple of weeks is the Melbourne Cyclocross Grand Prix, 17th, 18th of August at Broadford. That's all we have time for today. 3CR relies on the support of its listeners, so subscribe or make a donation to 3CR at 3cr.org.au. Coming up next is... Jailbreak. Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. For more information and to donate online, go to 3cr.org.au. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast.